Welcome back, valued listeners, to yet another episode of Q-Tips. It's the special feature from the Video Store Junkies podcast, where each and every week we recommend you a handful of things to watch on your favorite streaming services so you don't have to spend the whole weekend just searching through trying to find those diamonds in the rough. So here come our picks for the weekend of March 4th. That's right, it's a new month. March 4th, 2022. Let's get things rolling. I'm here with uh, Bill. <laughs> I almost said Paul and Renee. Paul's not here tonight. He ditched us. But I am here with Bill and Renee, and we're going to give you about half a dozen recommendations. So let's start off with Bill. Do you want to give us your first pick for this weekend? Okay, so my first recommendation, and I just want to say this is for selective audiences. This is not for everybody, and it's definitely not one you spring on people you're not sure of. Andy Warhol's Flesh for Frankenstein. Oh, you Um, know. (laughs) (laughs) I saw this in the theater when it came out because something you got to understand about me, there was a time when I would see anything, no matter how wretched, if it was in 3D. I've always been a fan of 3D. Now, now so many movies come out in 3D and they're usually pretty terrible and the 3D is wretched, but I, I loved it. And this was an eye opener. Andy Warhol's got nothing to do with this. It's all pretty much Paul Morrissey. It's, um, it's the most perverse version of Frankenstein that's ever been done. It's got Udo Kier, who's amazing, and and uh, this, and then um, Blood for Dracula, which is inferior, but he's great in everything that he does. I'm a big Udo Kier fan. I desperately hope that somebody casts him as Vladimir Putin while he's still around. Well, Udo's still around. I don't know what Ron's about Vladimir. By the way, uh, FYI, the phrase puts a bullet in his head apparently does not meet Facebook stringent community guidelines. So I got, I got a warning for that one. Um, yeah, yeah, well, just just so you know. Uh, Flesh for Frankenstein. It's and here, here's the thing. Yeah, it was in 3D. It's playing on Shutter, but 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 it's also playing on Shutter in 3D. So if like me, you save your 3D glasses because I don't know reasons. If you've got the red blue glasses from something, maybe you had a 3D comic book. Maybe you got suckered into getting them because they were going to show it on TV and it never worked. It never works. Try it. I need to dig up those glasses and see if it works. The, the shutter cut looks really good. The colors look vivid. It's not always easy to get this to work because the, the blue and the red have got to match the blue and the red of your glasses and quality control is not always an easy thing. So I have no idea if it's going to work. But if it does, you're in for a real treat. Guts are flying at the screen, literally. They totally use um, the 3D to best effect. As a movie? Um... I mean, it's it's pretty pretty out there. It's pretty twisted. Um, it it kind of takes the premise of Frankenstein, the the fetish for organs, and takes it to its logical extreme. So, not one for the kiddies, not one for grandma, unless grandma was real cool back in the '60s, which you know, the dates check out. She might have been, um, but definitely something worth watching. It's the blackest of black comedies. Uh, so there you go. Andy Warhol's Frankenstein shutter has done yeoman service. Their print is gorgeous. It's really a well shot film and they, they went the extra mile and presented it in 3d as well. So get out your glasses and give that a shot. I'm and actually, yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't butt in here. Cause, uh, I, I I'm going to check this out in 3d. So way, way mm. back in the day, I used to work at a movie theater and I think one of the last 3D movies, the, the last uh, like 3D, what was what was that technique called? I can't remember. Where they Anag- the, Anaglyph. 
And, and oh, a glyph. Whoa, 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 like a voice from beyond. <laughs> Wild Paul has appeared just to tell uh, yeah. us. What, yeah. So yeah, the I anaglyph, believe it's anaglyph. Yeah. I think I think one of the final I anaglyph right. 3D movies to ever actually be released in theaters was Spy Kids 3D, and I actually walked away with a couple of like packs of those glasses. So I have oh. like probably a few dozen of those. So I'm gonna make a special offer. I actually don't know if those were. I'm gonna go. Maybe I'll I'll cut this in. Because uh, I actually don't know if they'll work with this movie, so I'm gonna go check it. And if it does, I gotta say, if if uh, if our listeners want to IM me on 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 Twitter or email me, you can go to videostorejunkies.com to find our contacts. I will send you a pair Ooh. of Spy Kids 3D glasses just so you can watch this in 3D on Shutter. If it works, hey, I gotta, I, I gotta I, see if it save works, one so. of those. Save one of those if, for me. Too, I was even gonna say, if it doesn't work. yeah, if you if you can't find it, if you can't Add find it to yours, my collection, I'll send you, yeah, I'll send you a, a pair as well. So. That's my offer. Anyways, sorry to butt in, Bill. You can pass it over to someone now. And well, well, hello, Paul. Can I can I pass it over to Paul, or is he yeah. just here? Yeah, to yeah, yeah I'm ready. I'm ready. Look no, at here. that. Look at. I'm here. Wow, you're just a tease. <laughs> well, I was like, wait, I could recommend this. By the way, I, I'm holding in my hands my anaglyph glasses from Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. So I still <laughs> wow, have those. So I got to try this yeah. out. Those and you literally thought I was the only person who, like, you know, was was sick enough to hang on to these things. So, so they made <laughs> anaglyph, like, you know, because at a certain after a certain point, everything went polarized, which allows yeah. you to see it in color. Um, and I think I think Andy Warhol's Flesh for Frankenstein was in that, but you can only show that on certain screens. It has to have be like a beaded screen or a metallic screen. So for people who didn't, ha who just had a sheet or whatever it was you had in your poor little town. They had to go with the uh, the red blue, but that's cool. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah, give it a shot. Tell me what you think. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it in three D. And if you I haven't seen watching... the movie, oh, oh no, God, I've, I've seen it. I, I, like I always think of the line of the nozum. I'm looking for the. I can't do Udo Kier, but my perfect nozum. So yeah, de <laughs> yeah. definitely. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Well. I have a recommendation. I actually didn't think I did, but I do. Um, I'm recommending, unless you guys recommend it like in the past 15 minutes when I wasn't here, Landscapers on HBO Max. It stars, uh, um, oh, crap. Uh, see, I didn't bring anything up, but I didn't prep. Uh, Coleman, <laughs> Olivia Coleman and uh, David Thulis. I can't really pronounce his name. David Thulis. Thulis, yes. And it's uh, based on a true story about a older couple that are involved in a murder investigation is the best way to put it. There's not really a lot. It's a four episode miniseries, 45 minutes each. So it's, it's pretty quick watch. Um, and they tell you right at the beginning of the very first episode, pretty much what the outcome is. It's more kind of how you get there. And it's also the exploration of it's, there are, they, they do some rather unusual things in terms of the storytelling, especially by the time you get to the fourth episode. But they represent not so much the 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 what one of the characters is, thinks is happening, but more like a representation of how they see things um, or how they uh, of their corner of their feeling of it. It's it's really interesting. It's it's well done. Um, there's actually some humor to it, and uh, Olivia Coleman and David Thewlis, um <laughs> Do a fantastic job. So um, I came in late, so I don't know who to pass this to, but I'll pass this to who needs to get passed to. Oh, man, it's me or Zach. Oh, and I'll pass it to Renee. So oh, well, hello. First. Okay. Uh, do I have any Q-tips for you guys this week? Why, of course. I believe there's a whole bag. 
that'll, that'll come up later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my first recommendation for you is a direct to DVD Italian horror film that was filmed in Florida. Makes perfect huh. sense. Yes. It is 1995's Cruel Jaws. It is it oh. essentially, yes, it is a tiger shark. <laughs> it was bred by the Navy as a killing machine, and mm -hmm. it is wreaking havoc on a sleepy tourist town of Hampton Bay, which is probably somewhere completely different. I don't know where Hampton Bay is. Anyhow, it's just silly and funny and, um, you know, a good, a good terrifying shark movie that everyone should watch um it is available on tubi uh voodoo plex and screenbox and it has it features all original footage all original footage <laughs> you might want to elaborate on that one maybe. um because it has some footage from uh it it with complete permission stole some footage from uh jaws and wow. were there any other movies that it took anything from uh Jaws two, oh, Jaws, Jaws two, three, um, Jaws, uh, there's like there's like a couple other Italian shark films that ripped off because we had watched one of them, remember? And then we're like, wait, we yeah, that was the scene like, from Cruel Jaws. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Renee, Renee, let me get this straight. So, the U.S. Navy is mm -hmm. tr turning a shark into a killing machine. Boy, yeah. really pushing the boundaries of science there, huh? <laughs> What, what is it, some I kind know. of wacky genetic transfer or something? How did they pull that off? Wow. Oh, They're such gentle it. creatures. They are uh, very gentle creatures of the sea. Mm. <laughs> Poor sharks. I heard they got a bad yeah. rap, but you know, I'm still not, mm. I'm still staying out of their yard. So yeah, Pearl Jaws, yeah. you should watch it. Probably on Pluto. And I'm sorry, not Pluto. It's not on Pluto. Watch it on Tubi because it's free. Oh, it's it's on Tubi. It's on Tubi. Well, then it has to be high quality. It has to be good because it's on Tubi. Oh, uh, hey Zach, I forgot you were here. No, I'm just oh kidding. man, <laughs> I actually forgot I was here. Um, where? What are we doing? Oh, yeah. Uh, do, speaking do you have of any Tubi, recommendations. Yeah, not only do I have a recommendation, but I have a recommendation that is playing on Tubi right now. Uh, cool. So yeah, my first pick of the week is it's not a movie that I'm going to say is great. I don't even know if it's good, but it was interesting and it held my interest, which I guess is actually redundant now that I say that out loud. But yeah, it, it, it held my attention. And I'm talking about 1978's House of the Dead. This is not the UV ball film from the 2000s. Oh, God, I was going to yeah. hit you. <laughs> no, this is, oh, actually, this is the House of the Dead, not just House of the Dead. So if you look it up and you find the UV ball film, do not watch that uh, ever. But uh, no, this is a this is a film from 1978, like I said, and it's kind of a anthology horror. So if you're into anthology horror, I definitely recommend checking this one out. It actually kind of reminds me of like Tales from the Crypt stuff, like classic AC comic stuff. Uh, I don't want to like talk it up too much, but it's it's got some interesting segments. And the rapper is that this this guy is uh, I guess like lost in this town in the middle of the night and he gets invited in to a mortuary where the guy who is mm. i guess the mortician is telling him about all the bodies in the mortuary and how they died and so you can probably see where that's going but uh, yeah, yeah so i got a feeling i know how this ends <laughs> <laughs> it's got some it's got some interesting bits i don't want to give too much away like i said i i don't even want to say like i don't want to hype it up too much because i don't want to say it's a great movie a lot of the bits are just kind of like weird and it's got a very amateur quality to it but it's actually mm -hmm. kind of like the appeal to me and it the, the bits are also like uh they're short enough that they 
they, they will kind of keep you watching and they'll keep you interested for as long as they run. So uh, it, they, they don't, uh, you know, overstay their welcome. So, yeah, House of the Dead. Again, this is the 1978 film, not the movie ball film. It is playing on Tubi, Flix, Fling, Plex, and my favorite where I watched it, The Arrow Player. So go check it out. And I will throw this back to Bill for his second recommendation. So I just want to ask you, uh, were all the films filmed by the same people or is it one of those where they grab a bunch of student no, films? No, no. And- no, 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 this, man, I, I wish I had written down, this is actually kind of an interesting movie, because I looked up some of the people who are involved, and it's definitely like a, uh, it's an amateur-ish film, but I mean, the people mm-hmm. who made it had, you know, worked on other stuff, in fact, the, yeah. the director, who I'd never heard of, uh, Sharon Miller, was, she she went on to, like, direct a bunch of TV stuff, so it was, it was, uh, it's amateurish in the sense that it's not like a big budget 70s horror film mm-hmm. and it's like it's obviously very low budget um but yeah it's not like uh it's not it's not like a bad straight to video type uh horror okay oh so my second one is a classic a classic it's the black cat from 1934 a pre-code horror film when they could get away with stuff they could not get away just a few years later it's got boris karloff and bella lugosi it doesn't get better than that and in a, in a kind of a rare thing, Bella is the good guy and Boris is the bad guy. And what a bad guy he is. This movie is nuts. It's insane. It looks, it's so ahead of its time. I'm not sure that time has even come. It's got this art deco thing. It's got all kinds of perverse necrophilia and uh, just a strange film. Directed by Edgar G. Ulmer who probably would have been one of the great um, directors of classic Hollywood, but kind of made the mistake of running off with the wife of the nephew of the guy who ran one of the big studios. I don't know which one, but Universal or something. And that kind of got him blacklisted. So for the rest of his life, he made kind of low budget, but interesting movies like Detour, which became kind of a classic. He, He went and started working on Poverty Row and just did the best he could. With stuff. Some of them are completely mental, like the daughter of Dr. Jekyll, which takes about most of the movie before they ever established that Dr. Jekyll had a daughter and somehow turned him into a werewolf. And there's no Mr. Hyde, because what's the point of having a you know Dr. Jekyll movie without I don't know. Anyway, but the black cat is just absolutely buggers. Ends with Bella Lugosi skinning Boris Karloff alive. Oh I mean, my God. boy, this oh, the stuff they got away with back then. And then the code came along and just whitewashed everything. But get a chance looking at this. It's so old. You know, it's got that we just invented sound feel to it. Two actors just having the time of their lives when they were both equally famous and and were kind of on equal ground that quickly changed. But just one of the all time great classic horror movies and so strange. So, yeah, good stuff. People were people were much sicker back in the 1930s than they ever let on. If you listen Mm -hmm. to them now. No, it was all Andy Hardy and stuff. Uh-uh. Lots of movies ended with people getting skinned alive. Just want to throw that out there. So, uh, and I will throw this to Paul. Why, thank you. Um, I have something else in the, I have something in the horror vein myself. Mm. In the horror vein. Um, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, growing up uh, as a kid, uh, this series was super popular, and I never really watched it, though I had a book from Scholastic that said, here's what it's like being on this set of it, and we had the board game from it, and uh, mm. when I wanted to watch it again, I'm like, I should watch this, and um, it, I, I can never find, 
No, the series. Well, I guess it is a series of movies. <laughs> yeah, but um, had the scholastic board game anyway. Yeah, that's it's true. Yeah, Human Centipede, the early years. Yeah. yeah, well, well, that's that's the problem with this one. The early years, you try to find the 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 beginning of the series, and you can't. Like most places, stream it. It's like here we're gonna start at at season seven where Urkel comes in. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Where Barnabas Colin comes in. Yep, I'm oh. talking about Dark Shadows, the original series. Um, honestly, so Barnabas Collins was the breakout character. He was the the vampire who came up, but he didn't come up into like the seventh season, um, which this was a, this was a uh, a soap opera. It was a gothic soap opera. Hmm. Um, and so I, I think the seventh season probably was like the third year, if that. I mean, it there's there's something over a thousand episodes. But what's really cool is Tubi, our favorite Tubi, has hmm. has it listed actually separately as Dark Shadows the Beginning, and it's the first six seasons of it before oh. Barnabas Collins shows up. And it's a hoot to watch. Um, of course, my wife makes fun of me of watching my stories because it is a um, it is a <laughs> yeah. soap opera, very soap opera-y. Um, but it's pretty cool to watch it from the beginning. I think I'm only up to like episode 25 or 26 of it. Um, but it's real fun. It's shot like in, you know, it's, it's videotape black and white Mm -hmm. and they even have the bumpers at the end, you know, coming up next on CBS, you know, where the fun is, you know, so it's, it's, a it's, it's pretty wild to watch. So I've been, I've been enjoying it. Um, it's created by Dan Curtis who is, yep. is just an absolute legend. And uh, we I'm sure we'll mention more Dan Curse things at some point. Um, hey, but... hey, back me up here. Was the opening theme for Dark Shadows not like the scariest music ever? Oh, yeah, yeah. me when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, and it has like the wa- water cra- crashing us things. And, and yeah. as a kid, like I said, I, I never really watched it, but we did play the Barnabas <laughs> Collins game, where basically you just like yeah. spun a spinner to build a skeleton unless you got three stakes, and then you, you died. Yeah, I, but that was that I was that came board with, game too. That's and it amazing. came with the, came with the little fangs, and that you know, yeah. every, all the kids in the neighborhood would stick in their mouth, and and, yes, and that's yes, that's right. the real origin of COVID. So that's, anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> speaking of vampires and COVID, Renee, what have you got to recommend? <laughs> Don't tell everyone my secrets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I realized I forgot to tell everybody my theme. Um, and here's a, another mm. quote that nobody will understand. Um, but but that's all water under the bridge, as I always say. Water under the bridge. Because my second recommendation is Sleepaway Camp. And oh. it is available to watch on uh, Tubi, Pluto, Shudder, and Peacock. And it is the story of poor sweet Angela, who goes to camp with her sweet cousin Ricky who just tries to look out for her and, you know, just all the crap that you have to go through when you're a kid at camp. And, you know, the good guys, the bad guys, just, ugh, just all those shenanigans. I never Mm -hmm. went to camp, thank God, because I probably would have just drifted down the Mm -hmm. river to die. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) Sleepaway Camp. Uh, Tubi, Pluto, Shudder, and Peacock. Did did you want to mention mention the genre, Renee? So. Or do you no, want to go into that one for movie, right? No, I it sounds like a kid's movie. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> watch it. Is yeah, it a comedy? Oh, there you go. Is it a romance? A little bit of both, <laughs> honestly. It is a little bit of everything all wrapped into one oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Carol, I think you'd love it. Okay. <laughs> oh, Zach, how Hi. are you How are you doing? 
Um, I'm doing great. In fact, uh, I just finished editing our, our next main episode. So I had a lot of fun listening to it or re-listening to it. And, you know, I got to I got to listen to these things like it's it's three hours. It's well, if you listen to our podcast, you know that there are three hours, but I record them and then I have to edit them and it takes <laughs> me forever. So anyways, I know that an episode is good when I'm entertained while I'm editing it. So I recommend that you check out the movie that we were going to be talking about on that episode. Mm. And then you can go listen to our episode. And I'm of course talking about 1994's double dragon, which is a film <laughs> we all had to sit through. So I think you should too. So what you should do, you should watch that. Uh, you should watch this movie this weekend, and then you should sit down and listen to our episode. And uh, we'll make it like infinity times better because we have a lot of very insightful and hilarious things to say about it. So you should go watch this movie on Prime Video, Fubo, Peacock, Roku, Channel 2B, Redbox, Crackle, Pluto TV, Plex, or possibly Popcorn Flicks, whatever that is. Apparently this movie's all over the place. You can get it anywhere. So go watch this on one of those uh, one of those streaming services. And if you're not if you don't know, this is like a early '90s video game to film adaptation. In fact, it's the second ever video game to film adaptation, and it stars Mark Dacascus, uh, Scott Wolf, and Robert Patrick with some of the most incredible hair in 90s cinema. So check it out. It's great. It's actually not great unless you're uh, like Paul and you eat a ton of sugary cereal when you watch it, which is probably the way you should watch it. So go do that. Check out our episode. And uh, yeah, hopefully we are more entertaining than the actual movie. So that's all I got. Yeah, I, that's right. I just I just spent a whole take uh, or a whole pick just on plugging our next episode. But, you know, hey. what are you going to do? It's, it's, it's our podcast. OK, we can do whatever we want, folks. <laughs> that's right. Cool. Well, I think that does it for the weekend of March 4th, 2022. Does anyone have any closing remarks or uh, songs that they would like to uh, sing <laughs> us out on? <laughs> well, well, I mean, unless unless somebody else has one. Uh, Bill, I think you kind of mentioned it, right? Um, would you help me do a acapella version of the opening for uh, for for Dark Shadows? Sure, sure. You do you do the uh, tune, and I'll sing the lyrics. You go right yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it, it's like somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. And as always, here's a recap of all of the movies that we suggested for the weekend of March 5th, 2022. Renee recommended Cruel Jaws, currently playing on Tubi, Plex, Voodoo, and Screenbox, and Sleepaway Camp, the family comedy currently playing on Tubi, Pluto, Shudder, and Peacock. I suggested The House of the Dead, again, not House of the Dead, The House of the Dead, which is currently playing on Tubi, Plex, Arrow, and Flixfling, and Double Dragon. Actually, I kind of didn't recommend that. I recommend you watch it. I didn't recommend it because it's good. That's currently playing on Prime, Fubo, Tubi, Pluto, Peacock, and pretty much everywhere else. Paul recommended Landscapers, currently playing on HBO Max, and Dark Shadows, which is currently available on Prime, Tubi, and Pluto. And Bill recommended The Black Cat, currently playing on Shudder, AMC+, Spectrum On Demand, and Classics, that's Classics with an X, and Flesh for Frankenstein, currently playing on Shudder, AMC+, and Spectrum On Demand. And by the way, I did check, and yeah, the Spy Kids 3D glasses totally work for Flesh for Frankenstein. I mean, kind of, I guess? I don't know. They work well enough. You get a little bit of a 3D effect. And I was totally not kidding. If you email me or hit me up on Twitter, I will send you a free pair of these glasses so you can watch Flesh for Frankenstein as it was originally intended to be viewed. 
That's right. We are the only podcast in the world with a free 3D glass giveaway. Can't beat it, folks. Yeah,